The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. And today, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to calculate the correct yield and the correct return on investment for your property live, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord. And the reason for that is because everybody get this bit, gets this bit wrong and it can lead to some pretty bad investments. It can stop you from finding good property investment deals and it can lead to making no profit from an investment. So I'm gonna go through the correct calculation for your actual yield and your actual return on investment. And remember, we're gonna try and look for about 10% or more return on your investment, 10%. Now, a lot of you are already thinking, wow, that's, that's pretty high. If, certainly if you're in parts of the South and you're thinking that's a, that's a big number, 10%. But that's what we're going to be looking for to make a good, decent investment. That's the absolute minimum that I would even even look at or consider. Now, I want to do this because I've had a load of discovery calls um, over the last however many months with a lot of property investors or people that want to get into property investing um, and they want to start making profit in property. And the yield question comes up all the time. So... By the way, comment below with your own figures, with your own rent, with your own purchase price, with your own um, figures about your property, and we'll we'll go along with it and see what everybody else is doing. So comment below, and do you know what? People either ca they calculate it correctly, uh, sorry, incorrectly, which means that they don't get the good property deals, or they end up buying properties that don't make a good profit. So we need to clear this up so that you can invest well. And by the way, if you want me and my team to find you those property deals, then comment below or message me and we'll set up a call uh, and see if we can help. Now, quick disclaimer. This is all about buy to let and flip to let or buy refurbish refinance. This is not about service accommodation, uh, HMOs or rent to rent service, all of those sort of flips, build to rent. This is all about buy to let property investments. I like buy-to-let property investments. You can make good profit from them if you buy them correctly. And there's a real safety net around straight out buy-to-lets. And anybody that tells you that buy-to-let is no good or buy-to-let is dead, then they've either got a training course that they want to sell you or a masterclass they want to sell you, or maybe they're not so skilled themselves at finding the right off-market property deals, probate deals, all that sort of stuff. Um, or they don't really know how to use the buy-to-let market for profit. Or maybe they've invested badly and they've been put off. Maybe they've calculated the wrong yield and they've been put off by uh, forever investing before. Or maybe they've just been dazzled by the bright lights of HMO and service accommodation. Anyway, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying this is not about that. So let's go. 
Now, first of all, let's look at the wrong way to calculate your yield, which is also the most common way. And that is the annual rent divided by the purchase price. Now, even estate agents calculate it like this. It's absolute madness. I cannot get my head around how you can be in property as your profession and calculate the simplest of calculations incorrectly. So estate agents, if you ever get to watch this, you need to listen because you need to be able to tell your investor clients exactly what yield a property is going to generate. And by calculating the wrong yield, which again is the annual rent divided by purchase price, then you end up looking for properties that are going to get, I don't know, five or six percent yield because that's what that calculation tells you. Now, that might be different in other areas, by the way, but it's wrong and it's misleading. So if you're using that calculation, then pay attention. We'll try and get that right now. And for an example, that incorrect way of working it out, some people call it gross yield. Some people call it gross rent income, blah, 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 blah. If you take the example I'm going to use across all of this is a £100,000 purchase price. So you can now just adapt that to where you are. So if your property prices are higher, just change that purchase price, but change everything else along with it. So £100,000 purchase price, £500 per month rent, that's £6,000 per year. See how I did that? Nice and easy. Now that works out to be a 6% yield if you calculate it the old way, the incorrect way as gross yield. So no, that's not correct. It's not a 6% yield. Now, the actual yield for most people on that specific example is about 11%. That's £100,000 purchase, £500 a month in rent, £6,000 a year. Now you're probably wondering, how have I worked that out? Well, that's why I'm doing this live right now is because I'm going to go through it with you live so that you can see exactly how that actual yield is calculated. So hopefully you're all with me. Hopefully you got your pens. Um, and if we look at it like this, and by the way, put your own figures in the comments below, your purchase price, your rent. You don't have to share the address or anything like that. Just put your purchase price and the rent in there. Um, and we'll see how we go. So if you're going to buy a property for £100,000, £100,000, and you're going to use a mortgage to buy that property, then the bank is going to be putting in £75,000 and you're going to put in a deposit of £25,000. All agree with that? I think that's fairly simple. Then you need to add in things like your fees for survey, stamp duty, legal costs. So let's just say you're going to put another five grand in for all of those fees. So now your cash requirement, the cash investment that you're going to use is £30,000. Do you all agree with that? Purchase price £100,000. The bank are putting in £75,000, 75%. You're putting in a deposit of £25,000 plus fees, survey, stamp duty, five, another five grand, let's just say. So you're putting in 30,000 quid of your own money. So then we need to work out the return on that investment because now we've all understood that your personal cash investment is 30,000 pounds. So the return on that investment is the net profit that that investment generates not the purchase price, because you've only used £30,000 of your own money. The bank have invested 
£75,000 and they will calculate their return on investment, but that's not yours. That's not your investment, that's not your return on investment. Now, don't forget, when you're calculating your net profit from your rent, then include everything. And loads of people miss most of this stuff. But I'm going to keep it fairly simple for this calculation. So your cash investment is 30,000 and your property is going to generate 600 pounds per month in rent. Uh, sorry, 500 pounds per month in rent. I've written the wrong number there. 500 pounds per month in rent is 6,000 pounds per year. All agreed? Awesome. Um, now, so if you're going to generate 500 pounds a month, but you've bought that property with a mortgage, then there is going to be mortgage payments of, let's just say, £200 a month. Plus, there's going to be management costs. If you're a smart landlord and you're having a good letting agent manage that property for you, that's going to cost you about 60 quid a month. Then you've got your insurance. Now, generally speaking, your insurance is, let's just say, £20 a month. I'm putting these figures in just so that it all makes sense. And I will calculate it all at the end. So don't worry if you're frantically writing down. But we also need to forecast for maintenance. Now, the way I work that out is 8% of my rent is allocated for maintenance and repairs. And that's things like your annual gas safety certificate. When you have to send a plumber out to the property because... I don't know, the pilot light on the boiler's gone out. That's a, another little bit here and there. Now, I've worked that out across all of my letting agencies' properties. On average, what is the cost involved in maintenance and repair? Generally speaking, that is correct, but it might be more, it might be less. If it's more, you'll just have to take it on the chin. If it's less, anything you haven't spent goes straight into your profits. So that works out to be about 50 quid a month that I have allocated to maintenance and repairs. So all in all, £200 for the mortgage, £60 for management, £20 for insurance, £50 for maintenance. Now that gives me a pre-tax profit. I'm not going to include tax because some people have individual property. Some people have it in a limited company. Some people have it in trust. There's loads of different tax incentives. If you want me to connect you with my personal accountant and tax advisor, then I will. I don't charge anything for that. I just want to help everybody out, make sure everybody gets it right. Either comment below, send me a message or send me an email tom at pinkstreet.co.uk and I'll just connect you up by email with, with my accountant if you need some advice. Anyway, so your pre-tax profit is going to be about 270 quid, which is about £3,300 per year, roughly speaking. I'm just rounding figures up here. £3,300 per year that you are going to get as net profit against your £30,000 that you invested. So, £30,000 investment, £3,300 profit per year, that's 11%. Does that all make sense? I hope so. Um, and don't forget to comment below with your numbers, with your what's your purchase price and rent, uh, just to see what everybody else is doing. And hopefully you're all with me. Let me know if you're all with me. Give me a like or a thumbs up or uh, a comment just to let me know that this is all making sense so far. So that's 11%. Your investment is 30,000 and your net profit per year is 3,300 pounds. And that should give you a nice 11% return on your actual investment in that property. But there is more. Now, this is where people also get it wrong. 
A lot of people do, you know, there are a lot of people that do calculate yield and return on investment correctly, but they miss out a massive chunk of what that return on investment can be. So there is more. If you bought that property below market value in the first place, if you bought that property but added value, if, I mean, look, I, I could go through a ton of different strategies. Um, and in fact, I do go through a lot of value adding strategies in my growth webinars, uh, because there's loads of ways to get that right. There's loads of ways to get it wrong. Um, so I, in my webinars, I go through um, some ideas and some strategies about how to increase the value of a property without losing money. That's a really good way to look at things. Anyway, but so you've either added value, you've bought it below market value, uh, or property prices have gone up over the next couple of years. Um, either way, you're going to be able to release that equity that you've accumulated, whether that be through adding value, property prices, um, buying it below market value. There is equity there for you. And the equity, by the way, is the difference between the value of the property and the amount that you owe to, say, the mortgage company. That's your equity. And that's your money. So how do you work all that out? I mean, look, you're speculating a little bit. You're forecasting property prices. But that's an easy calculation to make, and I'll show you. But remember, that yield should always be an annual calculation and you can forecast it. The property price market is a bit different, but we can kind of look back over historic evidence and see what sort of movements the property price market has done. So let's go back to our original example. You've bought a property for £100,000. That means you've made a £30,000 cash investment and that cash investment generates you £3,300 per month in profit. I think we're all agreed on that. Does that all make sense to everybody? Everybody agrees with that? I hope so. Um, now, after two years, let's just say you took a two-year fixed rate mortgage just for the sake of this conversation. There are loads of others available. Of course there is. Um, but for this conversation, two-year uh, fixed fixed rate mortgage. So after two years, you're going to refinance that property. And remember, you can always refinance or finance up to 75% of the property value. And hopefully you see where I'm going here. So let's say uh, property prices have gone up by £10,000 over that two years. So you bought it for £100,000. It's increased by £10,000 in value for that property in that area at that time. But let's also say that when you first bought it, well, if you bought it through me anyway, the chances are you would have bought it below market value. So let's just say, just to be nice and simple and safe, that the property prices have gone up by 10,000 in two years, and also you bought the property 10,000 pounds below market value at the beginning. So over the course of the two years, since you bought it, that's been a 20,000 pound growth. Would you all agree with that? I think that makes sense. You've uh, the prices have gone up by 10 grand and you also bought it 10 grand below market value. That is a growth since the day you bought it. That's a growth of 20,000 pounds over that two years. Awesome. Right. Now we're going to refinance the property because now it's worth 120, which means we can get an extra 15 grand out of that property. And that goes straight into your profit. 
It doesn't matter whether you get the profit now or whether you get the profit over time. It's still your profit. It's still return on investment from the initial investment that you made. So we've extracted another £15,000 from that property through refinancing in two years. Awesome. So with all of my properties, by the way, I always set a two year plan. I calculate every single property that I buy, every single property that I find for my clients, for my investor clients, every single one I calculate on a two year plan because I want as much money back as I can within that two year period so that I know that I can compound the income, I can compound the profits to reinvest and buy more properties. And eventually I'll be buying 20, 30, 40 properties per year, which is that's the way to go. Anyway, so look at that two year plan. Now we've got 30,000 pounds that you've invested in your own cash. You've got after that two year period, 6,600 in profit from the rent, which is 3,300 pounds per year, if you remember that part. You've also generated 15,000 in refinancing, in equity release, in equity profit, however you want to say it. Because if you buy it below market value, then you immediately are in equity profit. Would you all agree with that? Hopefully, yes. So over that two years, that property has returned to you £21,600 £21, in profit. So now over that two year period, we have invested £30,000 and it's generated, if you split it into years, two years, and we've generated about eleven grand per year in profit. So you've got your 11% actual yield on the rent, which is profit versus your investment. There's 11% there, plus seven and a half thousand pounds a year, which is 15,000, which is I meant uh, over the two years, 15,000 pounds per year. Let's work it out live. I've got my trusty calculator here. Here we go. It's 21,600 pounds. That's the amount of profit I've made in two years with this one property, but, I only invested 30 grand. Amazing. So let's look at it like this. £21,600 divided by my £30,000. £21,600 divided by £30,000 equals 72%. Now I've got to divide that by two because it's across two years. Remember that. Divide by two. That property has made me 36% per year over two years. Now, would you take that investment? If I said to you, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Investor, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, I have got a property for you, which is going to generate you 36% return on investment per year. Now, you would have my hand off for that, right? Yes, I expect so. <laughs> so remember this as well. This is just a quick side note. When you've refinanced your property after two years, then that mortgage payment is going to change. Remember that. So in this instance, for an example, your mortgage payment might go up by £40 per month. But in two years, your rent is probably going to go up as well. So a quick tip, always try and keep your rent levels at the same level as your mortgages increase. So again, keep the rent increase at the same level as the mortgage increase. So if your mortgage goes up by 40 quid, try and put the rent up by 40 quid. 
Don't be greedy, definitely don't be greedy because what you do, if you increase the rent too high, you increase the risk of your tenant leaving, which means you increase the risk of having an empty property. Not good. And by the way, talking about mortgage payments and so on, if anybody wants me to connect you with my personal mortgage advisor, then just message me or comment below or send me an email. It's tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I don't want anything for that. I'll just connect you with my guy. He's a buy-to-let mortgage specialist, only does buy-to-let mortgages. Um, and also he's a large portfolio landlord himself. So, you know, it really helps him out and his business. It helps you out um, and your property investing. And look, I'll be absolutely open with everybody. My incentive here is to hope that you will use my lettings team to find your tenants, to manage the property for you. So if you want to talk about, um, if you want to get connected with my mortgage advisor, just let me know. If you want to talk about uh, finding tenants or managing your property for you, just let me know. Um, and there you go. Oh, by the way, I do offer a DIY landlord service. It's for self-managing landlords that want to look after everything themselves, but also stay compliant and legal. It's a very minimal cost service, which does just that. It lets you manage everything yourself. No involvement from us except for keeping you compliant and legal. Anyway, enough selling. Um, but look, that's why I do this. If you're going to become a client of mine, then brilliant. I'm really happy about that. That's why I do all of this. But if not, then I just want to make sure you're all getting this stuff right. There are so many challenges at the moment for um, landlords and investors, current legislation, protocol, law, tenants' rights, and all of that sort of stuff. So we need all the help we can get, right? Um, so anyway, at least you now know, you've probably already calculated this yourself, right? You've, you've probably put in all your figures into a spreadsheet or something like that. You should see my spreadsheets, they're gigantic. Um, but now you probably know whether your property is a good return on investment or not. And that will also tell you if you're looking to buy more property or you're looking to invest in your first property, then this should tell you what to aim for. Now, personally, I, I would not even look at anything below 10%, not for myself, not for my clients, because um, that, that for me is a good target to, to achieve better than. But here's a quick tip. If you are going to buy more properties, then work out the yield before you go and view the property. And that will give you an idea of what you should offer, because that's always the question. How much do I offer? Well, work out the yield. That will tell you, in order to achieve more than 10%, I need to offer this amount for this property. And if it doesn't work, don't buy it. If it if you're not going to get the offer accepted at the level that makes the right yield for you, don't buy it. Don't negotiate and negotiate and negotiate uh, if it doesn't achieve the yield that you need. And the next tip as well is work out the yield on your own property, because that will tell you whether either you could do better than your current property. It might lead you to then sell it and buy a different property. Um, there's a couple of things to consider if you're going to do that, but I'll do that. I'll go through that with you another time. Another time. If you are thinking of doing that, by the way, if you've got a property now and you want to sell it to buy a better property, then give us a shout. Let me know. I'll, I'll talk you through what you need to consider and so on. And if it's got a tenant in it, by the way, then um, then You've all heard me talk about my landlord to landlord property sales service, which is still not found a better name. It's so catchy, I know. 
Um, anyway, so it might give you an idea of whether you sell it and reinvest that money. It might give you an idea whether you need to increase the rent or refinance. And I don't just mean refinance to extract equity. It might be change mortgages. You might have an expensive mortgages. There might be better mortgages out there for you. But again, I will happily connect anybody with my mortgage advisor if you're serious about um, really uh, investing and turning your property into an investment. Now, remember, I'm going to end here and say that try to remember this, that your property, it's not your baby. It's not your passion. It's not your safety. It's not it's not about you. The property investment is nothing more than a vehicle which is designed to make profit without you. And profit isn't just about money. Profit is about freedom and giving yourself more freedom, giving yourself more time, more energy, more life. Because it's like I always say, what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it, or you're too stressed, or you're worried about getting phone calls from your tenant at two in the morning because they've locked themselves out, or you're worried because a contractor's messed up a job, or you've gone round there and fixed something and your tenant's complaining about it. What's the point in making money from profit if you're sacrificing something else to do that? We should all be anonymous landlords, right? See what I did there? Got that in, got it in. Uh, but look, go and invest well, stick to your yield, stick to your plan, try and put a two-year plan in place and don't negotiate your offer unless it's profitable. My name's Tom Sone, and as always, this is The Anonymous Landlord. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sone on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast and remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.